Amy Janeway should have gone with two rock as her first stop. Almonds should already have a baby. baby. Hmm. It is a problem, but the problem is Jonas. Welcome to Displaced in Space, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. I'm Angelina. And I'm Sam. And we're recapping the series as we watch each episode for the first time. We don't know what happens to the characters or whether the crew gets home, but we're definitely along for the ride. And today we're talking about the episode titled Investigations, Season 2, Episode 20. It was written by Jerry Taylor, Jeff Schnaufer, and Ed Bond, and directed by Les Landau. It aired on March 13th, 1996 to 4.9 million homes. IMDb says this is the one where Tom Paris leaves Voyager and joins a Talaxian space convoy. I say this is the one where I feel sorry for Chakotay. This episode's called Investigations, but it's really only one investigation, right? Yes. I mean, they're always investigating something. It's the right. nature of their job flying around well, in space. Well, no, there's two because of, they're trying to investigate the warp core breach. Yeah. And but it's all like, really in the It's all in the same, but it's like who the, you know. Yeah. 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 I'll give it to them, though. But sure. every episode could probably be called Investigation. <laughs> yes, I think so. This episode of Investigation uh, starts with Neelix um, hosting a morning show. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's not necessarily a morning show, but it's basically what it is. It's a little, his little daytime talk show where he's got guests and he gossips. And yeah. He was like, he was over there doing like the, what the New York Times does, like the um, blind, like, you know, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so yeah. were, f- were fa- was, found yeah. at the, you know. I saw these two crew members yeah. uh, pretty close to each other or whatever. And yeah. And I'm like, that's terrible. And he's like, I'm not going to say their names. But he did give the, like, it was like, what, blue and yellow? Yeah, their uniform colors. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm surprised Janeway would let that allow that fly. fly. Yeah, yeah. Blind, was it was it blind six? Is that what it is on the in New York? I don't know. Times? There's a page six. Yeah, page six. And then New what's Times. but that's different from is that what page six is? Is like rumors and gossip and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but they don't use names because they don't want to get sued. <laughs> I don't I don't blame them. I don't read that that mm-hmm. hoity toity New York Times. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, like, I sometimes do it. I don't want to pay for it. Because I'm a terrible person. So. so you read it three times a year? Uh, no, until three times you're, a month. And then, yeah, my, then, like, you know, the you go So I have to be very out. careful what I read from there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, basically it starts off with with this. Neelix is talking, like, to the camera. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a surprising start to the episode. Well, yeah, and I think he's trying to be, trying to be a morale booster. Now mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Would you watch it if you were on the Voyager crew? Or would you be like, eh, I can't handle this, no? Uh, I wouldn't. I'd be kind of like um, what Harry Kim ends up telling him in a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I don't know because I don't watch. 
I don't watch those shows now. I, I yeah, used I to either. hate, like, I, 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 normally I work during the hours when those types of shows are on. Um, and I used to hate when, like, I would take my dad to a doctor's appointment and we'd be sitting in the waiting room and those shows would be on. And yeah, they are like especially maddening to me. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just not my cup of tea to watch people sit around and talk about. Those Nonsense. types of things, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I would watch it only because of for the chismosa and me, because I'd I'd want to find the blind items and go like, mm, who could that possibly? It's the same reason why I go to the union meetings for the chismé. <laughs> That's true. It might be you're right. It might be a little more interesting when it's just about the, the hundred and fifty you know. people that you know instead of uh, yeah celebrities and things like that. People I'll never meet. So yeah, maybe to give you a little more. It's more like reading the school newspaper, yeah, or something. And I. Probably, well, I used to work on the school newspaper, so I, I had to read it. But yeah. I guess I probably would have read it anyway, just to see if your name pops up in there or, you know, someone you know. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I probably would watch it. Interesting. Yeah. So then uh, after we kind of get the little taste of his show, then it it sort of um, switches over to um, Neelix. Show, showing his show to it's the doctor, right? Yeah, so he's showing the show to the doctor in the sick bay, and he's trying to get the doctor to host his own segment. And the doctor like doesn't want to do it until like Neelix kind of talks to him and being like, "Everyone wants to know what you think, and um, you'll be more of like a crew, and like you can be like a little mini celebrity, and we'll hang on your every word." Um, and of course, the doctor being like kind of like. Ecosystem? Yeah, exactly. Uh, wants that celebrity. So then he gets like really excited about the idea, which I think is pretty funny. And yeah. Again, it goes back to like, this is actually a funny Neelix doctor moment. Mo- and yeah. This is, you realize this is a Neelix episode, but again, because it's not highlighting him and Kess, like, you just really like Neelix. Yeah, ne- yeah, exactly. They barely ever interact in this episode, <laughs> uh, Neelix and Cass. Um, but yeah, that is funny that like that at first the doctor was like, "This sounds like a complete waste of my time," and then Neelix this, yeah. is like, "Oh yeah, you know, only you could give this kind of advice." advice like, mm, yeah, you're right. And then he would be respected, which is kind of what the doctor the always wants. wants. Yeah. And then uh, Neelix leaves sick bay, and he's uh, walking outside, and he's he finds um, Harry Kim. And he wants feedback from Harry Kim about yeah. the about the show, and uh, Harry Kim tells him that he thinks it's all. Um, I think he says it's all icing or something like that. Yeah, it's all like yeah. Where dessert, basically yeah. it's it's all dessert, and he says like dessert is good, but after a while, too much of it gives you like a tummy ache. Yeah, he yeah. says you need more. Um, more like substance hard-hitting journalism yeah and of course he goes into a little story about how he was uh he wrote for the academy newspaper or something um and he he did some kind of a really like uh hard-hitting yeah investigative report on some subspace transmissions from the maquis or something well he broke it open he broke open the maquis of course, um, he was he situation. was the Woodward and Bernstein of the Starfleet Academy <laughs> briefly. But you know what? I think it does go back with and not to like didn't denigrate what is it denigrate journalists, but like they are chismosos. So like <laughs> so their job to be chismosos. <laughs> their job is to be chismosos. Yeah. So it's like yeah, Harry Kim would be all about the journalism. That's true. He probably did exactly. What, he probably went on the same path Neelix went on. Where at first he was like just gossip. 
Yeah. And, and then someone told him, he's like passing, I, I imagine he's paying it forward. Pay someone's it like, forward. hey, Kim, you gotta, if you're going to be known for anything, you're going to have to do some hard-hitting journalism. And it's very similar. It's mm-hmm. very similar to that. Yeah. 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 And Neelix takes that to heart as uh, they're on a turbo lift at this point, And I think Harry Kim gets off the turbo lift and Neelix is thinking about what he said about needing a little more substance on his show. And then Neelix is informed that there's a transmission for him. Um, and so he has it sent to his quarters. Mm-hmm. So we're in Neelix's quarters and he has his old friend Lexith. And Lexith tells Neelix that he's going to see them soon because they, he's going to be meeting up with Voyager um, to take up a crew member. And he's like, what do you mean? We're not like, we're not doing that. Like, we don't have any, we don't have any. Um, we don't like trade crew members yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's not like a passenger ship. Or yeah, it's that. not a passenger. He was like, yeah. we don't have a passenger. He's like, I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm supposed to pick someone up. And he's like, but we're going it's all Alpha Quadrant people were going to the Alpha Quadrant. He didn't see, tell that to him, but that's what I mean. That's what he's thinking. Right. Why would why would someone just be suddenly working on a Talaxian ship now? Yeah. Also, like, I guess I don't remember. Um, I thought, like, the, the Talaxians were pretty much not necessarily... Um, like, endangered or something? Yeah, like, they're endangered. Like, they're on their verge, on their way out. I'm, because of that war? Mm-hmm. I I never got that impression necessarily. I mean, that war would have made them, you know, very uh, probably like separated all over the place mm-hmm. and probably struggling to recover. Yeah. But I never got the idea that there were like very few of them. Or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I think it's interesting, and it might be because it's Neelix, because only he knows. Like it's like the Talaxians are the rogues of this the Delta Quadrant. Because they're all doing rogue-like things, you know? But then it could just be, like, the people that Neelix knows because of Neelix's lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. It's it's sort of like we were wondering about the Vidians in the last yeah. episode. And when are we going to see more of the Vidian culture? And, like, the Talaxians are the same way. Yeah, we yeah. see all these ones who are into this weird kind of... Not even shady. Like, this guy is just... He is a convoy. But he was doing shady stuff. Lead- Lexeth. He- yeah, he was originally shady. Yeah, and that's why he's, Neelix he's now. But yeah, is there some capital city where people just work and yeah. go to school and things like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But 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 the what we're trying to figure out, but what now Neelix wants to figure out is who, which Voyager crew is leaving. Yeah. And uh, then we're in the ready room, mm-hmm. and um, Janeway is curious about how Neelix uh, heard the news about someone leaving. Yeah. And so she summons Tuvok, and he says, well, there's no security concerns, and there's no need to keep this news a secret any longer. It's Tom Paris who's mm. leaving. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And Neelix is shocked and disappointed, and uh, he he actually wants to go talk to Paris. So it's it's interesting because he and Paris were always... At Rivals. odds for a very long time yeah. until they raised that lizard baby, yes. which is separate from Tom Paris' own, own lizard, lizard baby. But that he did not raise. Yeah, just to <laughs> he clarify. He just abandoned. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, and then ever since then, they kind of bonded, and now uh, and now we see Neelix would hate to see Tom Paris go. When yes. there was a point in the series when he would have been the, he would have packed his bags for him and sent him off. 
Yes. Okay. So we're in Paris's quarters and I'm just going to call it now so that way we can actually talk about these interactions from now on. It's all a ruse. Paris isn't actually leaving. So it's all an act. Okay. So dun, dun, dun. Uh, We were right. And then like, I think was it last episode when we were like, "Eh, I think he's like pretending. He's up to, someone's up to something. And we were in our only question. And probably everyone who ever watched the episode for the first time. The only question was who else is in on it. Yeah. Was Jane and and the and the idea was it's either Janeway and Tuvok, but not Chakotay. I was hoping it was Chakotay in Paris. Yeah, but you were right, and hence Chakotay's feelings are hurt, and we hate to see it. Yeah. Okay. So now so that's I only want to talk about it because I want to talk about all these interactions that Paris has. So Paris is packing his bag when Neelix arrives. And Paris is talking to him and using, like, all of his, like, low self-esteem and issues to really sell the point that he is leaving. And, like, he doesn't want to do this anymore. Um, He regrets ever coming to Voyager. And he'd known for a long time he didn't really belong on Voyager. He's really laying it on thick. And you really, like, if you knew Tom Paris and, like, all of his self-esteem issues and all of his daddy issues and all of his issues with authority and, like his place in the world, you would totally buy it and believe it. It's all on brand for Paris. Yeah, it's all on brand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if this was happening and we didn't have the lead up over the last few episodes, we probably would have bought it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how... As an audience member. Because it's very consistent with Paris's character. Yeah, Yeah. it's on brand. It's on brand. So it's like he knows himself so well that he knows exactly what he should say to make someone think he would make this life-altering decision. decision. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, none of it's an act except for the reason why you're, you're doing leaving, this. sort of. Yeah. yeah. Which is because it's a mission. Like, everything yeah. else is totally true. It's like, you're undercover and, you know, and you almost truly believe everything that you're, you're telling saying. the people who you're actually infiltrating. Yeah. Yeah. And so... um and then you so then you feel bad uh, when you like you retroactively feel bad like the second time I watched this I felt retro I felt bad for Neelix because he like totally bought into this and he's over here trying to convince him and he deep Neelix desperately wants to make sure that he is not the reason why Paris is leaving and Paris of course tells him no it's not you He's like, I'm the sabotage. I sabotage all my relationships. I sabotage all my friendships. I sabotage my place on the ship. I thought I could start over. I thought I could change. I thought I could become the person that I always dreamed of becoming. But in reality, I can't. And you're just like, oh, God. And like, again, Neelix, like his heart goes out to him. He's so empathetic. He, This is his friend. And he really feels like... um like Paris should stay and like don't give up and like um and yeah, gives it, him a hu- heartfelt hug and like Paris is literally just playing Neelix. Yeah, but it totally blindsides Neelix as it guess it yeah. sort of should. Like Neelix knows that I'm sure Neelix Neelix of anybody now that he's mm-hmm. um you know the the gossiper of the ship yeah. <laughs> um should know about Paris's recent struggles but yeah. but I guess he never really talked to him about, about them, them even though he's the morale officer the self-appointed yeah. morale officer of the ship yeah. yeah so it totally took him by surprise kind of that Paris would go to these lengths Yeah and well, then he feels like you know he's part of the problem because they just judged him yeah, exactly. You know, he, feels, like, he feels partly responsible, and he, so he tries to 
convince him like well i i believe in you you know yeah 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 anyways i i i don't think i could never be a spy because i would just like cave immediately i'd be like this isn't real you're not a good like, you're not a good liar i'm like no this isn't real i can't do this you know i just i think you were my friend and you like believe in me like you know i, don't well, know, I just feel so terrible yeah there's some stuff like that that um in this episode that it's like people really could get hurt emotionally or physically because of this ruse. Yeah. But I guess that's, I mean, that's what happens in the real world with right. spies and things, yeah. you know? So if, if it's for the greater good, good yeah, which it. honestly, you're going to kind of have to explain to me what the greater good is as we go along in this episode. Okay. <laughs> because I'm always a little bit slow. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Neelix even hugs him. It's like I very know. sweet. That's oh. where that's where I would have broke down if I was parent. That where yeah. I would have been. That would be the the greatest temptation to break down. Yeah, is when Neelix gives you a hug and you'd want to be like, okay, Neelix, just keep your mouth shut. But like, yeah, it's, it's, this it's is a real. mission. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's like just just put yourself back together. <laughs> in the mess hall, Neelix walks in and the doctor is waiting for him on a screen. Uh-huh. And he's, you know, he shouts at Neelix to like, because he wants to discuss his first topic for his segment, in which he says is how to keep your nostrils happy. <laughs> and apparently, that's an issue on Voyager, which is which is gross to think about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Neelix breaks it to him that um, the doctor is not going to be on today because there's big news to cover. So the doctor gets uh, preempted. And uh, he says he'll have the doctor on tomorrow, though. And the doctor's like, "Well, if you're gonna have me on tomorrow, then I get two segments." And so he's he's really latched on <laughs> to <laughs> to being on the show. Yes. And then Neelix starts recording the day's episode, and and he starts it with a goodbye to mm-hmm. Paris. Yeah. A very heartfelt goodbye. Yeah. And then we we see different um, crew members all over the ship watching Jeez. it. We see, yeah. I think, Janeway and Tuvok. We see. Chicote's like in his quarters watching it. Yeah. Um, per- or, uh, uh, Torres mm-hmm. and some of the engineering crew are watching it, including uh, Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, he's at the screen watching it. And then um, as Neelix is still doing like the voiceover, we see Cass and Neelix, or the voiceover kind of stops at this point, but we see Cass and Neelix and Kim are the ones who are in the transporter room to see tom paris off and tom paris even hands his badge his com badge to to harry kim and then he gets a hug from everybody and then uh, off he goes so i thought it was presented really really well that yeah. that the way that they did that i i like this episode because none of it's straightforward right it's like we knew we were they they put this point out there that like here's the thing that you're looking for as far as um, there's some kind of a, um, uh, there's a spy on the ship uh-huh. and also Tom Paris is up to something and you should probably be able to figure out that these two things are connected, are connected and so stay tuned for that in a few weeks or whatever. Yeah. But then the, but then the way they came at it is like a very like novel angle to, yeah. to do it through Neelix. Right. In this, and the fact that he's suddenly like an investigative reporter, I yeah. think it's really cool because... Again, like we knew that this episode was going to happen and it was all going to come to a head, but we didn't know it was going to come in this form. Yeah. And then even down to, I mean, that's just, that's a, just like a nice, uh, a really thoughtful way of showing Paris's departure. You don't have to see his goodbyes. It's all done 
um, without any um, dialogue really at all. Yeah, it's just and Neelix talking. Like Neelix his talking tribute. about him. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was um they they, they put some thought mm-hmm. into that. So it was really cool. Yeah. So we go to the conference room, and of course, Paris's absence is like really hovering. And again, the person you feel bad for is Harry Kim. I know he's because he's, you're he's like, the one this who's in is denial. Your best friend, like, he's like a little uh, kid too. Yeah, he's like, wait, Paris will come back. Like, yeah, because they start. Back. They're like, well, who's gonna uh, replace him? And they have some names, and Kim's like. Well, maybe we shouldn't replace him just yet. Maybe yeah. pa- Mary Paris will come back. Uh, and you're just like, oh, and you would like, you were such a scoundrel, like not a scoundrel, but you're a fuck boy for, I don't know, for an episode. So it's got to be What's worse, months. a scoundrel or a fuck boy? They're the same. Oh, no. okay. Uh, like, yeah. If you ever call me, which one, one of the, which, which should I be more offended by? If you called me a scoundrel or a fuck boy? I guess a scoundrel is like a person who like, the reason why I said scoundrel originally was because he was the one he was doing like crap, essentially like ga- gambling. Yeah, that's so true. like that's a scoundrel. Yeah, like a fuckboy is just not showing up to work or not showing up to your obligations and like being a like an asshole about it and like brushing it off like it's not important. I think a scoundrel runs the gambling operation and fuckboy partakes of the gambling operation. Yeah, there you go. The fuckboy would be a degenerate gambler. Yeah, he would. The scoundrel and would be He would the like guy the fuckboy wouldn't go to his kids. Of the casino. Yeah, cuz the fuckboy wouldn't go to his kids' birthday party Paris because he was do too busy gambling. No, I'm just saying. Like Okay, well, Paris has abandoned all of his children that we know of. So far. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So it's like, eh, scoundrel and a fuckboy. Yeah, scoundrel yeah. and a fuckboy. Yeah, and so like and Kim never knew why and like Kim they kind of stuck by him and even like last episode when he was over there pretending to like that he was late because of the labor and all that stuff Kim didn't even respond to him so like your friend like just kind of went off the rail your best friend went off the rails he didn't tell you anything and then like literally just left but it's funny because he hasn't been doing this ruse for the entire um, duration of Kim and Paris's relationship mm-hmm. it's only been like the last several w- weeks or whatever that paris has been undercover right or, yeah yeah or playing this game so it's like funny that like kim didn't think any different <laughs> which means that when <laughs> janeway and tubac came to paris <laughs> and they were like you're gonna have to go undercover like what it, well, what i have to do and they're like just be yourself like, <laughs> only like all the lies up. that you would yeah we're just gonna put you in situations where you have to lie but we know you're going to come up with the lies uh, we'll put you in situations where like yeah. you're gonna have to be at odds with chakote but it's just gonna be things that you would have done anyway yeah so if you're like a, it's like if you're in the fbi and they like ask you to be undercover in like mm-hmm. a racist motorcycle gang but then they're like and just be yourself because you, you are racist. you're the most racist guy we know <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> so paris paris really should do some soul searching yeah <laughs> uh, i think there's a lot of stuff that was off brand for or like you know like it wasn't he, like he was trying to become this thing and then like he was devolving i think you're right that it was um that it that it was just amped up yeah. Yeah. And which is why he was a good person, a good candidate for, for it. this. Yeah. And he's got the excuse of having been recently turned into like a, a lizard, high, highly yeah. evolved lizard. Yeah, so everyone would be like, man, that really messed him up. Yeah. If nothing else. Yeah. Because that's what I did until I realized what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It turns out they'll probably never mention that episode, actually. No, <laughs> that's true. Um, 
So Janeway's like, no, he's not coming back. And then Jonas tells Torres that there's a problem with the magnetic constrictor alignment, which is lies. I mean, there is a problem, but the problem is Jonas. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the plasma stra- stream is overheating. And he's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he has a towel. Like, if anyone was paying any attention, he was like, jumpy as all get out. Yeah. Like, I would, I'd be like, are you okay? You're sweating. Like, his eyes are all big. And, like, I like, clearly, if you're looking for a spy, there he is. I know. Like, he, <laughs> he would never be asked to go undercover for anything. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. But He's just the opposite. Everyone's yeah. just like, well, whatever. And Janeway ends the meeting and Neelix uh, goes to, to Torres because he's trying to find news of substance. Mm-hmm. So he's like, maybe this magnetic constrictor alignment might be something. Yeah. And so they uh, they end up in engineering, and uh, I think it's Jonas or one of the engineers tells Torres the antimatter is seeping into the warp core, which can't be good. Mm-hmm. And so Jonas is going to vent plasma, I, I think, out of the nacelles. Yeah. And Torres says, "Well, if she if he does that, that's going to fry the warp <gasps> core." Which is exactly what Sesco that, wants him it, to do. Yeah, a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. or so, last episode or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, Jonas is like, "Well, it's better than a core breach." And so um, he goes and runs behind a console and the overheating is just getting worse. And then Jonas has one of those uh, crappy consoles that explodes in your face. Uh, But it doesn't kill you. No, but but he was messed up. And a few people around him were messed up, too. Yeah. And Torres, um, she she, uh, vents the plasma instead to get everything under control. And then... um, they noticed that Jonas and a few other people have been injured. Neelix, fortunately, uh, um, was there and is able to let the doctor know that they've got some injuries. And Jonas is really messed up. I thought he was basically dead, dead here because he's all burnt, burnt up, up and he's like, he's like, looks like he's like in shock. Mm-hmm. So we're in sick bay and it's super funny because Neelix is trying to, wants to talk to the victims that the doctor is treating, but the doctor just wants to talk about his great medical expertise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now he was able to fix them all up and everything. Um, but uh, no one's a danger. Um, and like, you know, it's all about him and like the doctor and like how he's able to help these people. But Neelix really wants to talk to the, like, you know, Jonas. Yeah. Like, you know, the hero. It was just funny. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny that he's being seen as a hero when he's actually the, the traitor. Villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jonas even, he didn't, you can tell he didn't want too much attention. He's no. like, yeah, it was all, it was, I think he like, was like, it's Torres or whatever. She, she yeah. saved the day. Yeah, and then Janeway needs Neelix on the bridge. Yeah, and then we're on, um, on the bridge. It's Janeway, Chakotay, and Torres are are talking to Neelix, and they're sharing the information that the warp engines are useless now um, until the warp coils can be rebuilt. And um, the reason that they brought Neelix in is because the warp coils are made of uh, viridium cordite. I think they called it. Uh-huh. And um, so they want to know if Neelix knows where they can get their hands on some of that. And um, and he actually thinks that they might be able to find some in the Hemakick system, which is nearby. Yeah. And then, um, so the, it seems like they're going to head in that direction. But then Lexa hails Voyager because uh, his convoy was attacked by the, the Kazon Nistro. And so his ship is all smoky, or he, like on his bridge, it's all smoky and stuff. Um, 
And he says, but what's crazy though is they didn't take anything. That the the Nystrom didn't worth- take anything. That yeah, except. For Paris. Voyager's crewmen, except for Paris. Dun, dun, dun. Now, again, here's the thing is, like, Janeway and Tuvok and Paris assumed that that would happen. So you purposely put yourself on a ship that is going to get attacked by the Nystrom, not warn any of the people that took you yeah. on that ship, yeah. and then allowed your ship to get, like... Attacked. That was okay. So that was the, that was the question. That was one of my questions about Paris's mission. Is like, yeah, so, and that's what I was saying. Like, so people really could have gotten physically hurt or killed, killed yeah. in this situation. So, but you're saying that, and I'm trusting you because you're always way quicker on this stuff than I am. You're saying that this was basically what Janeway and Tuvok wanted to happen because they knew that who. They, so knew they, that- know that, they know that there's messages going off of the ship, but mm-hmm. they don't know who the messages are going Correct. to. But they figure if they basically send out, like, bait uh-huh. that's in no way tied to Voyager. So it can't be someone on a Voyager shuttle. It's got to be someone who's completely disassociated themselves from Voyager. Correct. Whoever is on the other end of these messages will take that bait. Yeah. And go after that person. Yeah. Especially once it's publicized or whatever. For the ship. But and but when they wanted it publicized, they the, public, the, the publicity came... From Not Neelix. from Neelix's show. Yeah. So they always knew that Neelix was going to report on that type they of stuff? They didn't know. They, they didn't know how it was going to go down. But or did going they do it the because, because before everything was so public? The yeah. fight with Chakotay, Chakotay. was public. The, the fight with, on the bridge with Chakotay was public. Everyone on the ship knew that Paris was fucking unhappy. off. Yeah. And unhappy. So then, so it would so make sense. So Jonas would have known. Yeah. Not that they know that it's Jonas at this point, but no. these, the the saboteur would have known. known. Yeah, and it was just a nice, like, the show was just a nice little thing. But, like, whether show? Neelix's show is just a nice little, like, is a very, like, cinematic way to do it. So, like, they weren't necessarily thinking that Neelix would, would show, shout it out to the crew, but it's a crew of 150. It's the just minute another, Paris leaves, right. everyone knows. So it's just another, another like... Uh, medium for that information, information to, to go get out. out. But oh, they okay. knew that the information would go out that Paris was let left the ship. However that go, got out, they knew it was going to get out. And they definitely don't know about Neelix's investigation later. Like, that that's not... No. They don't put Neelix in that situation. It's kind of out of left field to them yeah. that he would pursue... This situation. Yeah. yeah. All because of Harry Kim telling him that he needs to do hard journalism. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, that's kind of what I was piecing together, but I wanted to make sure that... Yeah. Okay. But it seemed like such a... Because they said they, they, they no one would buy him defecting to the Nystrom. So they needed him, but they needed to get him. <laughs> the to, poor Talaxians. Yeah, they're the just, middle they needed, man. Yeah, they just needed they needed him to defect, um, you know, and then they were going to, of course, kidnap one of the best. A, a person who knows all the Voyager secrets and stuff like that, and B is like one of the best pilots. Yeah, in, in like the quadrant. And then know? the it'd have to be pretty much the Talaxians because they'd be the closest thing that they even have to an ally, ally right? And it's not even like the Talaxian government; it's just. Like this guy, like he's basically a trucker, essentially. Yeah, yeah. random. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> so then we see what happens on the on the Nystrom ship right. where Paris ended up. Yes, um, and like I'm like, how how many months has it been? Because Seska is like pregnant. They have a uh, like a three month gestation period. Yeah, like a Cardassian. Um, 
Yeah, she's fully Kardashian now, pretty much. Yeah. Three, maybe three-month gestation period. Yeah, because she's, like, <laughs> super pregnant. I'm like, wait a second, that one lady is still pregnant, yeah. right? The one lady's still pregnant. And she pregnant. got pregnant back on Deep Space Nine Deep Space or Nine. whatever, like, at bet at the latest. Right. She got pregnant the minute before Voyager left. Yeah, left the Deep Space Nine. And then Seska's, like, got pregnant, like, recently. She might have her baby before... Uh, Wildman, NC Wildman, (laughs) which would, it's fine because it's Star Trek and so that can happen, I guess. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. We should, we have a timeline where otherwise if it's it's the same gestation period, then Seska should be nowhere near. No, noticeably pregnant. Or unless enough time has passed, but then Wildman should already have a baby. baby. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so it's like, well, okay. Um, and then she tells um, Paris that she never liked or trusted him. And you're like, I wonder if it's because Chakotay didn't like or trust him. Or if, like, you know, if somebody who was, like, really into Chakotay can never really be into Paris. I wonder. I think it's because Paris isn't a likable or trustworthy person. <laughs> um... And she doesn't even really trust his reasons for leaving Voyager. So it's like a weird cat and mouse thing. She's like, but she thinks that they could help each other. Because she needs a good pilot. And of course, she needs information on Voyager. And then he'll be able, he'll be in the best position when the Nishim take over to take control of Voyager and the Quadrant. Again, she's like so focused on the Quadrant. It's like anyone who wants to get home isn't going to want to side with I don't with, think with, she with, wants to get home anymore. Yeah. I think she's just mad with power. And she's crazy anyway. And so then she, like, she leaves him alone, like, over, like, near all of these computers and, like, takes off. Yeah, out. it's a weird, but they don't have, like, a brig on their ship or even just an They empty do have a brig because they put Jakoda in I know, in that's what I thought was interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, whatever. For all I know... No, she's trying because, to bait. Because he's trying gonna, to bait Paris. He's going to yeah. start hacking a computer. But yeah. for all we know, it's like the computer that would give him water. Uh, and he's just such a good hacker that, that he, he can, can do get into like yeah. their security systems through this very basic thing. We, you know? Yeah. For all we know, it's a coffee maker that yeah. is somehow is still yeah. tied into the ship. I'll give him that. But I, th- I think she leaves him there to bait him. So she leaves him with all the important computers to bait him. Oh, that makes sense too. Yeah. Because yeah, she's doing the whole like cat and mouse thing. Because yeah. she, she doesn't trust him. Yeah. But she wants, yeah, so she wants to see what he would do. What but she gets doing. there too late and he does everything he wants to do, it turns out. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, a little slow on the uptake. Yeah. I'll say pregnancy brain. <laughs> um,. There's a captain's log where Janeway tells us that uh, even though Paris has been abducted, Voyager's uh, got to proceed to the Hemakek system to um, to get that uh, Viridium Courtnight or whatever. Yes. So then we're in the mess hall and Neelix is now thinking like a journalist. He's got his little journalist hat on. And he's like, how did the Nystrom, like, because they the way that... Um, Lexa, like, said that they didn't, they targeted their ship. They only took one thing, which is Paris. Um, so he's like, how did the Nishram even know Paris? Like, it was such a targeted attack. Then they, they went there specifically for Paris. How did they find out? They must have, there must be an informant on Voyager. So he puts it together like a gumshoe detective yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's on the mission. Yeah. And so his first, the first place he goes is, um, engineering, mm-hmm. and he he asks Torres to show him how to access the subspace communication logs, um, 
but he doesn't really tell her why. And she's like super busy yeah, really, she with care. the warp portal <laughs> stuff. So she's just like, yeah, I'll give you access, but you got to leave us alone. We're busy in here. And um, so she shows him the computer and, and basically gets him to the logs and Jonas is in the background. Acting and all shady. Yeah, he, he, this is where he's, like you were saying, like he's, he's very, uh, not good at, um, no. <laughs> at hiding his emotions. Yeah. And he gets a little paranoid. And then so when Torres leaves, um, and it's just Jonas and Neelix alone there, um, then he starts to kind of pry into what Neelix is doing. And Neelix notices on the computer that there are like some deleted logs. And Jonas is like, ah, yeah, that's no big deal. It's probably just like glitches and stuff. And, and he's like, I really wouldn't worry about it. And that's when Neelix yeah. should have just like, punched oh, him in the face. You're had the him tra- yeah, had him <laughs> transported to the brig and then we'll figure it out. Um, and then Neelix is still looking at the logs. And so Jonas is like, okay, this guy is not going to give up. I gotta, I gotta go to uh, the next, the next phase here. So he grabs this little piece of equipment, which has like kind of a, a laser beam on the end of it. Yeah. And I guess, you know, he would probably use it to like zap Neelix in the head or something. And, um, um, and he's kind of sneaking up behind Neelix, but then the doctor pops up on the screen yeah, where Neelix saves is. Neelix. Yeah, you don't yeah. realize how close he is to dying or whatever. Yeah. Like, he knocked out. <laughs> and of course, the doctor wants to know why he's, he keeps getting his segments postponed. Oh. And, um, and then so Jonas like hides his weapon behind him. And, um, and yeah, so Neelix avoids, avoids, uh, death. In that moment. Yeah. And Neelix, not realizing what he did, goes to Tuvok's office. <laughs> and then he, he's like, shows Tuvok all the log gaps, um, the, all the deleted log gaps. And um, he, Tuvok also explains them away the same way that Jonas did. But Neelix says all, but there are all, but says all the other types of logs are, are um, he's able to find. It's only the subspace communication logs that are affected. He thinks someone's con- communicating with the Kazon. And Tuvok is, like, trying to downplay it. Again, he doesn't want Neelix involved. <laughs> He's like, you're just overreacting. Of all people, like, Tuvok would not want Neelix involved. involved in no, this. exactly. <laughs> he will mess things up. He's like, I will look into it. He's like, because that's how he, that's how he handles it. But Neelix offers to help. But Tuvok's like, no. You go back, you go and you let Tuvok handle it. And Neelix agrees, but he walks out and he's going to get to the bottom of it like a good journalist. Mm-hmm. So of course, like, he's not like, Neelix's point of personality isn't going to, like, he's not going to just listen to Tuvok and like fall in line. Right. It reminds me of like a little kid kind of who like, it is, it goes back to like the school newspaper thing. Like, yeah. But he's winning way over his head. He's like a, yeah. he's like a high school newspaper Taking reporter like mob you know drug exactly. cartel yeah yeah he's just got all that um like exuberance for it yeah you know? just but enough he's to also get really in, in over his head yeah, yeah yeah and um so he goes back to engineering and he wants Torres's help recovering the deleted logs but again she's still busy so um she has hogan help him and hogan is the other maquis that Kind of when all this first started with Hogan and Jonas yeah. popping up more was back during the episode when Chakotay, when Alliances, I think, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Chakotay and Janeway were at odds. Right. Over, Correct. Um, 
whether or not they should uh, ally with the Kazon and mm-hmm. those those types of things. So yeah. Hogan is another Marquis guy, but he's not. He's on the up and up. Like he yeah, just I had a difference of opinion, a spy, but he didn't expect. Yeah, most of the Marquis are like generally disgruntled, but not Jonas level disgruntled, where yeah. they'll spy and sabotage a ship. Mm-hmm. And Hogan does notice that there's something strange in the logs. Yeah, he can't recover them. Because they were sent, uh, or they weren't sent using the antenna arrays. So I guess most communications would go out through the antenna arrays. But instead, they used the ship's power grid. And uh-huh. they kind of, like, floated through space on, like, waste energy. Uh-huh. And and that's, like, indistinguishable from just general galactic background, background noise. So nobody would have known those communications were, were going happening. out, which yeah. is, like... Pretty brilliant. Pretty cool. I wonder if they use that for any legitimate purpose, yeah. you know, stealth communication. Right. Yeah. If they don't, now they should in the future because well, it then, sounds pretty effective. Yeah. It's getting by everybody. everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes back to like, I really wish that the Maquis crew were more integrated or like their ideas were more like in the forefront because their ideas are so brilliant. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, yeah. They're, um, like, they're off the beaten path or whatever. Right. Yeah, but they're but they work. Yeah, that's true. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't really tie that into Jonas being Maquis and but... in doing that. But yeah, totally. A Starfleet person would have been like, "There's no way to get the. You can't be a spy even if I wanted to because there's no way to get the communications yeah. off the ship without using the array, and we'll be found out immediately." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so Ho- Hogan's able to locate the source of the comlink where these. These communications were uh, emanating from. It's somewhere on deck four. He doesn't know exactly where. It's like deck four, section three, or something like that. But that's still a lot of comm stations where they could have been coming from. Yeah. And Neelix is like, well, I'll go look in every room. I'll look in every console until I recover those uh, those files that were recently deleted. Yep. And so then Neelix ends up in Paris's quarters and Neelix accesses Paris's old computer and he's like, no, there's no way. And it's super unbelievable. And news, newsflash, it is unbelievable. <laughs> it's as unbelievable as he thinks it is. Yeah, but, but um, he's quick to throw <laughs> Paris right under the bus. Yeah, Because uh, we see from Janeway's point of view, she's watching... Neelix's uh, morning broadcast. It's called some. It's called like the daily briefing with Neelix or yeah. something like that. Um, and so she's watching it as he tells the crew that um, he's got some bad news. It seems like uh, Tom Paris was in communication with the Kazon uh, for a long time, and Janeway gets like kind of a look of uh, uh, alarm on her face, yeah. and she tells Tupac, oh, no. "Bring Neelix to me now." He's meddling too much. Too much, yeah. yeah. See, again, like, he's a loose cannon. Like, like Paris is a loose cannon, Neelix is now a loose cannon. Yeah, Something yeah. they can't control. So we're in the ready room, and Janeway, Chakotay, and Tuvok um, are asking Neelix about how he found out about the communications. And he says um, there were signal correlation traces, and Tuvok says he looked for those during his investigation and found none. So they were placed since then. So he's like, okay, so someone knows... You know, something happened. Yeah. Now, here's where I feel super I bad. I know. This was Chakotay. what we were dreading the You're whole like, episode. Oh, Dakota doesn't know 
Like, what about the investigation? And again, it goes back to, like, this is why I can't ship Janeway and Chakotay anymore. You know? You just can't do it. Because yeah. Janeway held that information from him. So she tells Chakotay, we figured out there's been a spy. But it's not Paris. Um, Paris is, in fact, a plant um, put by uh, – he was part of Janeway's and Tuvok's plan. And Chakotay's like, you, nobody told me. Yeah. And then Tuvok, of course, was like – Tuvok had noticed the covert transmission, but he couldn't figure out who was behind them. So they needed to, like, kind of flush the spy out. So they came up with this, like, elaborate ruse that I don't think, like, all you needed was, like, Neelix. Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Out, that, but, yeah, yeah I, like, would, I wouldn't trust anything important to Neelix. Yeah, that's like, true, too. No, it turns out he came through, but I yeah. would never assume there, that There must have been, like, a million through. other things other than, like, this elaborate ruse that's played on for weeks or months or whatever. I don't know. But anyways, but then... That, <laughs> They're like, what's the best way to do this? Like, well, let's have Tom Paris <laughs> just act like himself. <laughs> Until he acts like <laughs> himself steroids. all the way off the ship. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Um So, of course, so then they, they came up with the idea that, like, yeah, Tom Paris would uh, would become, like, kind of their spy to try to flush him out. Chakotay is upset that he didn't know about the scheme. And then Tuvok was like, well, we figured the, the spy was probably Maquis, so we don't want to put you in that position of, like, going, setting a trap for one of your own, yeah. which also makes you feel bad and horrible. Which like, Chakotay even said, I think, uh, at that point, so you didn't trust me. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And Janeway tries her best to smooth it over, but I don't know that it gets smoothed, smoothed over. over. Really. No, you're just like, no, the things are stacking up, and then you just feel bad for Chakotay. And then she was like, because she was like, no, we needed like a good performance from you, a real performance. We needed it to be believable. And so um, we could need to keep you in the dark so that you would just naturally get <laughs> irritated with Tom Paris. Yeah. <laughs> And he did a really good job. And, uh, but Jakote, I would have been much more pissed off. Jakote doesn't like it, but like, he, it's very subtle. Like, or maybe he's just a dis- disillusioned or disappointed. But I, I think that Jakote deserves like a monologue of like, right. Well, and he could have even, it could have been centered on like, I keep getting the wool pulled over my eyes by you people. I, like, the, I mean, my, the first time I met Tuvok, he was a spy on my ship. Mm-hmm. Seska betrayed me. Janeway keeps like keeps me at arm's length, even just in a professional sense. And now you guys Literally don't trust me meat. to try to keep the ship like not blowing up. You know? Yeah, and he's like, who's the first officer? Is yeah. it Tuvok or is it me? Yeah, Am that's... I the first officer in name only? Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Like a like a what a pity hire or like a like the, a pretend like a pretend hire you know what I mean right well, especially after wasn't it that um was it called persistence of vision the one where they were in the hall like the they they had to take refuge in the holodeck at the very end and that and then Tuvok and Chakotay had their little heart to heart yeah. and Tuvok is like I've always like even though we've been at odds like you first officer or whatever and I've always respected right. that or whatever yeah. but it's like, like no you didn't accept it when, this time yeah I don't I definitely don't go out of my way to tell Janeway that we should keep you in the loop, loop on button. things yeah no and in fact like you know your maquis your maquis is still like oh we call it considered a weakness it's and it's first and foremost like yeah. you're maquis before you're even the first officer right and mm-hmm. we you know and I and like 
these are these to me. I mean, they're not criticism of the show. It's like it's it's the actual conflict that's built into the show. That yeah, is, and I like the conflict. I don't yeah, have a problem with it. No. I, mean, I can't ship Chakotay and Janeway because right. of it. However, like I think it's, it's real world. Like it's this just would a tough actually happen. Yeah, it's a this super would, tough spot, yeah. and it's just like at the end of the day. Maybe Janeway should have gone with Tuvok as her first officer. Yeah. And hope yeah, for because, the best with the yeah. Maquis falling in line. And if they didn't fall in line, we'll find you a planet and we'll put you guys there and you guys can figure out your way home then. You yeah, because it does feel like, you know, when those companies are like, yes, we hired this black man and then they don't like use the black man for anything, you know? And you're just it's like, mm. token. Yeah, the tokenism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he's the token Maquis and he's even called her out for that before too yeah you know so it's all there it's i mean it's 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 why the conceit of the show that there's a maquis and the starfleet crew trying to work together is like really fascinating, fascinating and, yeah. and gives the show a lot of its life right yeah but i also it sucks too that chakotay is such a cool character that yes, i personally is. don't want to see him in this done position like this yeah. yeah in this position yeah yeah, yeah. um so, but then she looks at Neelix and she says, um, "You must. Your investigation must have made the real spy nervous enough to tamper with the computer system." Yeah. And then what she wants is she wants to keep him nervous because nervous spies are going to like, especially this one who's so jumpy, is going to make some kind of mistake. Um, but just let him know it is going to be very dangerous. Yeah. But of course, Neelix now again back on the Paris train wants to help to get Paris home safely. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're like if we keep if we keep fiddling with stuff, the saboteur is going to have to keep reacting to that, and then we'll get him eventually. Yeah. And then on the Nystrom ship, uh, Paris he's still hacking away at that computer that he had access to, and he finds a communication that's coming in. From Jonas, it's all like uh, staticky, yeah. and you can kind of not really make out his face at first. But it is Jonas, and then we hear Seska on the other end of it, and she's telling him that she'll be waiting for him on Hemakek Four, and she's actually going to have um, a bunch of like Kazon like reinforcements down there yep. waiting, waiting for Voyager to come there. I guess to, to it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. It was the trap that she wanted to set in the couple of episodes ago. Yeah, and then she, after the the transmission's done, she comes into Paris's chamber and she sees him hacking, uh-huh. and so she's about to have her guards take care of him. And she's like, "I knew it," mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay, well, why'd you leave him here with all this important?" Content? Well, I like your idea that, that that it was like to see if, if, he, if would, he would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the best way to. It's she set up her own trap, you know, yeah. her own bait was yeah. that computer right there. Um, but he also set up a bomb. That's where I say, like, we did everything he wanted to do, basically. Now yeah. he's got all the information he needs. And he put a bomb on that computer. And it explodes as the guards are, like, approaching him. And then he steals one of their phaser rifles. And he runs off. And we get a little chase scene through the yeah, hallways. It, looks, it was, okay, it was, like, very 19, early 90s, like, hero uh-huh. thing. And it's just, like, the actor who played Tom Paris could have, like, he could have, I think, been in, like, a bunch of those kind of movies. Yeah. Or, like, one of those shows with more action-y mm-hmm. show. It could have been, like, again, like, he, he's on this show. And sometimes I do feel like he's being wasted right now. Maybe he'll, like... They'll change. I mean, then right now he's not. He's like in this really good little like 
but it was just so good. It were almost it was like almost a, like the little action scene was almost like it was a completely different show. Yeah, it'd be a show like a like yeah. a Magnum PI yeah, or like yeah. I said before, like Marker on UPN yeah. or um which, which any of those types of shows nowadays it'd be like the the Walker show that they did on the CW or yeah, yeah. these types of shows. Um yeah. or yeah, like the action scene, it'd be like a direct to to video at the time action movie. Yeah, you know, um, called you know Hard Justice. Yeah, or something, or something like, that. like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was cool, and, he, and he's got the ta- chops for that. Yeah. He definitely he has the chops for that. I was very taken. He had the moves and everything. Mm-hmm. I was very taken with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the guard catches up to him, and he kind of wrestles with the guy, and then he blasts him with the phaser, and he's able to to kind of run off. We're in engineering, and Neelix asks Jonas and Hogan for help. Uh, worst, worst person to ask <laughs> for uh, figuring out uh, who put in the signal tracers. But they're busy, too busy rebuilding the warp coils. Hogan takes some information to Taurus, so Jonas is alone in engineering with Neelix. Ooh, and then Janeway comes in and needs Jonas to increase the transporter range because there's an incoming shuttle, and it may be Paris. Mm-hmm. And this is where he has to show his hands. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then uh, Paris has a shuttle that I guess is a, like a little uh, Kazon shuttle yeah. that he stole. We didn't see that, but um, yeah, Seska's ship is attacking his little shuttle, and Paris tells Janeway to change course away from Hemakek because the Kazon are going to be waiting for Voyager there. And she says, "Well, I'll change course once you're safely back on board Voyager, and we're we're going to try to beam you over." And then another Kazon attack though is like uh, knocks him out, like blows up half his consoles and so Janeway tells Jonas I need that transport ready now we're in engineering and Jonas is lying he's like he's saying he's working on it but Neelix <laughs> is watching him he's like it doesn't look like you're working on it and Jonas says that before he's filled which worries Neelix but Jonas just says it's a precaution and to butt out yeah and, you're like, and Neelix oh. even noticed that he, it looked like he was in the weapons system yeah exactly so Neelix yeah. has some he's, he's got some, some expertise yeah. yeah and on the bridge um, Paris wakes up and he tells Janeway that the spy is Jonas. And, um, and so Janeway, uh, sends Tuvok to engineering to go get Jonas. And then Paris's shuttle hole is breaching and he might not make it. So yeah. it's like they, they had to kind of like, um, get rid of Paris for a second, like the yeah. writers did, you know, so that Neelix and Jonas could have no, that little moment. moment. Yeah. And then, then Paris immediately wakes up so, so that he yeah. can... We finally reveal the information that he he couldn't reveal two seconds earlier. Yeah, exactly. So we're in engineering, and Neelix is now, like, on Jonas, and he can tell that Jonas is disabling the weapon system, and then all of a sudden Jonas just smacks Neelix, (laughs) and Neelix knocks him out before he can even try to alert Janeway. And then he takes Neelix's comm badge and leaves his there and runs off. It's, like, up until the point... Where he takes Neelix's combat, like, Jonas could have technically been justified in doing all of that stuff if they didn't know that he's the spy now. Yeah, yeah, it's like, Neelix is meddling, I'm trying to do this My stuff. Work. Yeah. I just gonna smack him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neelix wakes up, but then also chases after him. Yeah, and we go to the bridge quickly for the, the little space battle. Um, the transporter room's able to transport Paris just as his shuttle explodes. The Kazon then turn their attack to Voyager, so Janeway tells Kim to return fire. 
Um, then she also wants Jonas beamed out of engineering. That's like a great way of taking care of a problem. Just beam people out yeah, of places. Exactly. Um, but he removed his own com badge. Yeah. And then the Kazon continue their attack, and Kim says that they don't have weapons. Uh, the yeah, phaser arrays have been disabled. Because Jonas did there. Yep. Yeah. Um, in engineering, Neelix hits Jonas with a wrench, and they wrestle around each other. Uh, the engineering, their warp core is smoking. Uh, Jonas charges towards Neelix, but then Neelix just kind of sidesteps him. And then Jonas is a vaporized yeah. and the warp discharge. Like, I was like, did this happen? I know. Like, I was like, wait a second. They just vaporized just this guy? Like, vaporized him in front of Neelix. Like, vapor. And, like, also, like, it's not Neelix's fault, but, like, Neelix... Put him in like what like the whole situation like just, I, I would ducked and then the yeah. guy got vaporized. But like that would be so you, traumatic. Oh yeah, that would be all I could think about. Like I saw someone get vaporized. Yeah, and Neelix isn't a stone cold killer. Or anything no, like that. No, no, he's the morale officer. Right. <laughs> what? Like it was like shocking. I, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen on any of the Star Trek shows anyone get vaporized Just vaporized like that straight no. up vaporized yeah I mean, very rarely it'll happen I, well we we did see on T, remember in TNG um I don't remember hardly anything about the episode except um Picard was having to mediate those two um those two like rival factions on some planet and in the meantime like Riker kind of fell in love with this young yes, lady and, and like, then and realized she, she was, was a traitor yeah, and she was going to poison the leaders and he goes down the ship and he vaporized her yes. and then she's just gone, gone. He didn't, right. they didn't apprehend her no, they didn't hand her over the authorities she just like poof. yes it's like she's always no shocking when they do yeah, that yeah right? yeah it, it really is it's like ah, I'm glad we don't have well we don't have those weapons as far as like projectile weapons right i'm glad we don't have that yeah um but i also didn't really i didn't know what was going to happen with jonas i a, I didn't know yeah. we were going to get the end of his story so soon i thought maybe it would build fast. toward the season finale yeah they but, played their hand so fast yeah and then i was like well he could be seska's right hand man um he's you know he could get off the ship and and go work with seska i didn't think that they would um, lock him up, up because the they've already got yeah, the so Betazoid like, guy locked up and yeah. like that's too much of that. Um, but like but I, I, yeah, I didn't see never him just vaporized. My, like, never in my wildest dreams just, vaporized. Just, yeah, just kind of like ah, there you go. Off he is. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, just not a lot of um, not a lot of build up to it. Yeah. Uh, and then back on the bridge uh, so now the weapons are back online, and so Voyager is able to dis- disable the Kazon ship. They did not vaporize the Kazon even. <laughs> no, that's a crazy. Uh, um, in engineering, Tuvok and his security team arrive and check on Neelik. He's all right. Uh, Jonas got vaporized. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> where's like, wow. Jonas? Um, Everywhere? <laughs> nowhere? Gone? <laughs> like that's that that that's that burning smell. Uh, <laughs> So in your crazy. nostrils? Like, um... How not to take care of your nostrils. <laughs> Breathe in your crew members. <laughs> and then the show ends in the mess hall. Uh, it, it ends kind of abruptly because they packed a lot into into this episode. And yeah. so um, it just kind of ends like this where uh, we see another episode of Neelix's show. And he's interviewing Tom Paris. And it's very like... Uh, See, I'm going to show my, like, knowledge of morning shows because I'm going to say, like, Regis 
and Kathy Lee, even oh though I don't God. think I, neither of those, well, one of those people is no longer with us. I mean, who yeah. is it now? Is does that show even exist? No, Email what? us at no. We I know it's oh, the it's the Kelly Ripa. It's now is the it, Kelly Ripa Kelly show. And Michael? No, I think Michael's gone. It's just See Kelly what I mean? and somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I guess email us if you know exactly. It's Kelly Ripa and somebody. If it's John Stamos, mm-hmm. I get extra points. I think it's the guy who did American Idol. Oh, Kelly Ripa and that Ryan guy. somebody. Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. This is why we stick to podcasts <laughs> about shows from the 1990s. <laughs> no idea what's going on uh, in the world anymore. Anyway, so it's very much like that little sit-down uh-huh. interview with Tom Paris, and Tom Paris is his little charming self now. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he's going out of his way to show that, like, I'm not that guy. I've yeah. got no baggage. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Um, I'm on the up and up. Yeah. And then, like, again, like, it's like, um, he's like, I have nothing but deep respect for Paris, Neelix. And, like, Neelix didn't even, like, mention that he's traumatized because he vaporized someone. Like, it's just very, <laughs> like, oh, he deserved it. Like, it's fine. Like, and you're like, I don't think anyone deserves to be vaporized. Well, what do you like, even do? Because yeah. they still have to, like, you don't have a funeral for that guy. You don't do anything. But, but, if they really wanted to get, like, down in the muck in this episode, it's like, you know. We, we don't condone what he did, but we're all in the Delta Quadrant. It's like Janeway could do a little memorial service. And it's yeah. like, we don't condone it, but, you know, hard hard decisions are being made every day. And, you know, maybe we all need to take a take a look at our emotional health or yeah. something like that. You know, you don't want to completely throw him under the bus either, I guess. But then it's like, he tried to kill us all, so fuck right. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's I don't know true. what you would do in, in Janeway's position with Jonas. I don't know, but yeah. Oh, and then oh, that made me sad. It made me it made me upset again. But it's oh, I know. Like, yeah. So Paris, he apologizes for the way he had to behave around everybody, um, and especially to Jacote. But then like laugh. laugh, like oh yeah, I really I really got under his skin. Ha ha ha. Jacote's probably sitting there like drinking his morning coffee, um, like throws it across. I the know. Room. I would have. Like, I've got that. Show. Like this. Yeah. Exactly. Get, no. get Lexeth on the phone. Um, does I'm out he, too. Yeah, does he need a pilot? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Neelix apologizes for having to postpone the doctor's appearance once again. Oh. So I like that little bit with the doctor uh, never being able to make it onto the show. And, but that's it. That's the yeah, episode. That's the so they episode. don't really they don't really tie to uh tie up like that plot a whole lot, but I trust that they probably will. I mean, there's not a lot to tie up. We no. see that Jonas is no longer there, so Seska is gonna have to do something try else. Something else yeah. now, yeah. But um, we assume that they got the the viridium or whatever that they needed, and off they go. So yeah, yeah, pretty uh, pretty mm-hmm. sudden but satisfying end to the Jonas saga. What? And also the Tom Paris, the mm-hmm. weird behavior of Tom Paris. Yeah. So what did you think of this episode, Angelina? Well, I did like it. It was like fast paced and I would watch it again. It's a completely watchable again. And again, it goes back to like it's only a Voyager episode yeah. because you have all of the all the like, you like know, it can only attention. happen on Voyager. Yeah. yeah. And stuff like that. And I do like I do like that they're not they haven't like we're season two and they haven't all merged into one happy crew, mm-hmm. you know, and like you can see the tension 
um, like the early happy relationship between Jakote and Janeway is getting more and more strained. So it's like, I want to see like a resolution to like that. Cause I don't know if they do it on purpose or if that is like a long running thing now, but there is a huge, I feel like it's just like every episode that, that highlights their relationship. It's like another block. Yeah. You know, they started out, they started out the season together crying because nobody left their crew on the ship with Amelia Earhart. I mean, on the planet with Amelia Earhart and like see those two people, like where they're at right now is like so far. Yeah. That was a really satisfying ending to an episode. And and so that makes me sad when this stuff comes up again, but realistically that, that is sad. Yeah, yeah. That 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 wouldn't be the end of everything. Just because you have one good day doesn't mean that yeah. every day after that is going to be a good day, day in a situation yeah. like this. Yeah. Or just like how tensions rise. Like uh, now, as things are getting more difficult, things are getting harsher, harder. When you're in that rock in a hard place, you're getting attacked by all these people. Like the Kazon, like it's all of it's becoming like a real thing. Then you're like, again, you're the strains on your relationship, you know, mm-hmm. your working relationship or like what would have been your romantic relationship is gone, you know? Uh-huh. So I thought that was like really interesting. And I like that they aren't h- going away from that. Like they're keeping it a mocky, um, Starfleet, fe- Starfleet like, uh, crew and all the things that go with that. Yeah. Yeah. All the tension. Which I do like. Um, it's sad for me, uh, especially when, like, you know, because I do feel like the Maquis always get the brunt of that um, situation. And the Chakotay being the leader of the Maquis gets the brunt of it. And you just feel bad for him, you know? Yeah. But um, I do like it. Um, I like that. And then I like, you know, again, it goes back to, like, they did, like, a nice little story arc. It wasn't very long. It was, like, what? How many episodes? Yeah, well, like Three, I think four? I think it would probably have started during right alliances. after it was yeah it started in because alliances. that's where Jonas yeah. was like fuck this yeah it started in alliances and then and then we basically got a little taste of Jonas every every pretty much every episode except for the Q episode yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would have been funny to see that transmission though to to Seska or whatever like, he's gone on the ship yeah. he can do everything but he just wants to die yeah he's kind of like. Mm. You don't need that either. <laughs> Call then, us back when you've got something better. And then Tom Paris being the spy happened the episode after the lizard episode. Yeah. And I will remember that because he started acting weird around that and I started making those jokes. Yeah. Like, and so that's like a nice little resolution to, um, so now we'll see what Tom Paris is like. I think they're trying to bring Tom Paris to the forefront. Yeah. It'll be nice for him not to be in, in that mode, mode. anymore. Yeah. I like it a lot more too. Um, I thought it was really funny to like have this whole episode hinge on Neelix. Like, it's actually a Neelix episode, mm-hmm. um, which is so fascinating because like he doesn't have anything to do with any of it. But it's just a great little way to focus the episode uh, on Neelix's perspective, even though like Neelix is new to all of this. It's almost yeah, I'll talk about that too. But it is it, it's almost the way they kind of had to do it. I think. Uh, yeah. But again, it goes back to, like, I really like Neelix. They really changed his character enough that I just really like it. Um, so, yeah, overall, I would I would actually give it, like, a 92%. Wow. It's A-? minus. A-. minus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on the way that they presented the episode. Like I said earlier, it's just a – it, they, they did come at it from an unexpected angle. We yeah. knew this was going to be resolved – we never thought it would be resolved with Neelix being 
sort of the centerpiece of it. Right. Yeah. And, but like I say, it, it's brilliant that they that they did that, uh-huh. and because it's not straightforward, and that's why I say like they kind of had to do. They, they didn't have to do it from a Neelix perspective, but they had to. Somebody a had to be new to the situation. Right. Especially because there was a ruse, uh-huh. and so it, 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 everything. When you're doing a story like that, when you when you're telling a story like that, everything could have fallen flat with like a thud if it's from Paris's perspective. Yeah, you find out very quickly that he's in on it, right? Yeah. Or if it's Janeway and Tuvok's perspective, we find right. out very quickly. And they, I think, they look more like um the villains actually. Yeah, yeah. they kind of. She she came off very um a like a, a kind of authoritarian. Um, yeah. when she's watching, especially when she's watching Neelix's show, right. she's like, get him in here. Yeah. You know? And she's like, but it's not her job to be like, yeah. to be a, a, um, like steward of the first amendment or whatever right. on Voyager, you know, like, so it's not like she is being a, a domineering, like, mm-hmm. leader or anything, but it's just, but yeah, it came off like that. Like I've got, yeah. I've got a plan. I've got my own evil plot, but it's not an evil plot, right? But, it, but yeah, the way they did it, it was very much. Um, and then, like, when like you a look lot at, of subterfuge, and and then you think back at other episodes, and even this one, like the glances that she would have, like, mm-hmm. made her seem so like I don't know, like puppet. Puppet master. Well, when you think back to when Paris shoved Chakotay right. and Janeway, that, oh, yeah, it takes you back to like feeling bad about Chakotay too, yeah. because Janeway could have uh, ha- avoided that. Chakotay got pushed in front of everyone the on crew. the bridge yeah. crew. Yeah. Like shoved down to the ground. Like right. that would not sit well with a person like Chicote no. and it shouldn't sit well with anybody who's in kind of an any kind of actual position it's of authority power, where you yeah. have to oversee manage other people. people. Yeah, yeah, manage people and have their respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that but also so you couldn't have this episode from Chicote's standpoint because no. it would have to deal with why is there a thing going on and I'm not part of it. Bit. Like, yeah. you know, it would be more about that. Um, so yeah, there's not really, you know, so the fact that they go with this Neelix thing and, and it's, the episode starts off, um, it seemed like it's going to be kind of a playful little episode where Neelix right. has this little show yeah. and it's like, oh wait, this is the culminating episode of the Jonas saga, yeah. <laughs> if you want to call it that. So I really, yeah, I like, that's probably my favorite part of it. And, um, they really, they've done a good job with Voyager of like their world building that now, when we see a Talaxian convoy, like that feels right. You right. Know? Yeah. Seska and all the all of her her machinations on the Kazon ship, like yeah. we know that that's happening. Like this is all it's all like built well, yeah. you know, um, established, and so Voyagers kind of you know they they've kind of carved out their own space in the Star Trek universe at this point. And you don't need to mention uh, Dr. Bones McCoy. <laughs> and you don't need to mention Data. And you don't need yeah. to have a very brief guest appearance by William Riker. No. <laughs> and yeah. and it's, it stands on its own and it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, all the performances were really good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think I'd also go A-minus... Yeah. With it. 
Yeah. So, and then I'm curious, so how do we follow up on this now, you know? Because we the end of the season should be coming up in probably about, what, five or six weeks? Yeah. And so we will need something pretty cool, I would imagine, for the yeah, season finale. Really, because th- this should be the season finale. That's what I would have thought. And and so Seska's still floating around out there. Yeah. She's got five episodes to do something. I'm assuming. But she could just be like the villain of this series. Yeah, that's the other option because... Um, we know she's got the baby coming. Yeah, that's I mean, there's still like some long-running threads that yeah. that are still out there. She's got her baby coming. Wildman has, has her, her baby, baby coming. coming. Um, Chicote's situation. Yeah, I mean, that's really about it. There, yeah. There's not really any love triangles or anything going on right now. So, no. uh, so we'll see. Maybe they, maybe the season two finale will just be a one-off episode or whatever. Too. Yeah, you so, never know. Yeah, yeah, but. All right. Tell us what you think on Twitter using the hashtag DisplacedInSpace. Our Twitter handle is at DisplacedCast. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook using DisplacedInSpacePodcast. Or you can email us at DisplacedInSpacePodcast at gmail.com. All of this and more can be found on our website, DisplacedInSpace.com. And if you'd like to make the podcast better and stronger, uh, the site has links to Venmo and PayPal. And finally, if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening, and tell a friend. Until next time. Podcast count. I didn't count. I just pretended to count. Let's try it again. Until next time. Podcast Podcast out. out.